Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I am chatting with Lily Allen Duenas and about the physiology and psychology of stress and how yoga can help. I'm super excited to dive into this with Lily. You are listening to Creating Wellness from Within, a podcast devoted to helping you live your best life through self-care and wellness. In each episode, we will strive to offer you actionable advice and tools to help you with your journey towards greater personal wellness. I am your host, Amy Zellmer. I am editor-in-chief of Minnesota Yoga and Life magazine and the Brain Health magazine. Additionally, I've published four books on the topic of brain injury and concussion. I am passionate about yoga, wellness, photography, travel, and all things glittery. You can learn more about me at creatingwellnessfromwithin.com. Today, my guest is Lily Allen Duenas, and she is a certified international yoga teacher, meditation guide, and holistic health and wellness coach. She helps overwhelmed individuals reduce their emotional overload and find balance, breath, and space for self-care. She is the founder of the Wild Yoga Tribe and is the host of the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast. She has taught yoga classes and wellness workshops all over the world. Her journey has led her to a life of flexibility, fluidity, and has fostered a vast reservoir of compassion, curiosity, and creativity. She endeavors to guide others on their path to living a life centered on wholehearted well-being. Welcome to the podcast, Lily. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Amy. That was a very warm welcome. I'm very excited to be here too. Well, you are enjoying living in the south of France right now. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. And of course, right now is the moment that the neighbor decides oh. to make a little bit of noise. So hopefully that wasn't awful. Sorry to all the listeners. Or a noisy Nothing neighbor. about a little home improvement next door, right? <laughs> oh, no. Yes. But I'm in the north of France. I'm north originally of France. From- Sorry. Yes. And it is a, you know, wintry day. Um, we're, it's just, a yeah, it is a nice, uh, nice place to be though. Happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm really excited to jump into this topic today about stress and talking about the physiology and the psychology of it and some of the ways that yoga can help us with it. Um, so where would you like to start Lily? I'll kind of let you drive this conversation. Thanks. Yeah. I I just am so excited to share because I came to yoga when I was about 16 years old, but it wasn't until I felt so overwhelmed and anxious and burnt out and I had back pain and and just all these things that I really fell in love with yoga. And when I kind of hit that tipping point was when I decided to become a yoga teacher, just change my life, get out of the marketing world into the, the world of wellness and dedicate my life to helping others on the path. And I know that stress, it's not a scary word because we use it like every day. I I know when I was growing up in California, we would just say like, how are you stressed? How are you tired? How are you stressed? I mean, it was just the mantra, like no matter what, it's not, oh, good, fine. Yeah. It it was always stressed or tired. It was almost a badge of honor. So I know that depending on who you are, how you work, uh, multitasking can be, you know, just that golden standard, you feel like you're not productive mm-hmm. unless you're the first in first out or unless you've, 
you know, hit X amount of goals or X amount of calls or X. And so I think in the way our society functions, it's just natural to be stressed. It's accepted. Um, so I'm really excited to shine light on that with you today and yeah. to talk about how stress um, in our body, like I think this, Amy, is just like a great starting point is that the body treats stress um, as a threat and it can't differentiate between um, a real threat like a tiger or a bear mm-hmm. or a paper tiger, which would be an email or something around that there nature. The neighbors. Again, <laughs> the neighbors. Hopefully I have a, a nice protective mic gear. Maybe that's helping us a little. But um, so the the stress, the brain cannot actually process the difference between a paper tiger or a real tiger. So our bodies, yeah. when we get an email or when we have a, you know, one of those catastrophes astrophizing thought patterns or when we, it's just gonna be a thought it doesn't even have to be an email a car horn an ambulance a, anything that can just kind of trigger us to feel that stress response our body reacts as if a real live tiger is actually chasing us down yeah and if a real live tiger was chasing you amy there's some things your body needs to do to keep you alive. It's a serious threat. And so if the body wants to keep you alive um, and wants to treat that email like a real tiger, then your adrenal glands are going to flare up mm. on top of, you know, the little um, kind of top hats on top of the kidneys is where the adrenal glands are located. And it's equivalent, um, you know, science says to about three cups of coffee we get that um, get up and go, like, you know, run, boost, jump in case there's, um, you really need to run away from the tiger. So that's why if you're feeling really stressed, you have jitters, anxiety, you startle quickly, um, maybe you have pro- problems sleeping. It's all linked to that overactivation of the stress response. Then there's also um, the body wants to make sure that it's able to actually have the power it needs, the strength it needs to run successfully. So you're going to need your bodies to release glucose, fats, fats, and proteins. And it's just going to need to be released from the tissues in the body. You're not going to have time to digest anything. It's just an immediate release. So the cells need that to be, to be running. Um, however, it's, it's not so great. Um, how it's released. It's like a little pickpocketer, um, just snagging things from all throughout the body. And if that's what's happening, all throughout the day, then you're going to have muscle waste, like your muscles slightly will deteriorate. Um, you're going to have extra little glucose floating around in your circulatory system, which is actually linked to cir- circulatory disorders like strokes and, and clots. And um, it's all linked to that overactivation of the stress response. And we're going to have the inflammation um, because, of course, if, you know, the tiger happened to bite you, you don't want to hemorrhage. So there's clotting factors that are being released, inflammation, which, of course, leads to, you know, not so healthy blood. It's a little sludgy. Your joints are a little tender. So there's all things. I mean, our pupils dilate, our brain activity increases. Like there's so many things I could just keep going. But um, I just mean to say that stress isn't just, oh, I'm, I, I'm just feel stressed. It's okay. Your body's actually panicking. It is completely ready to save your life, which is phenomenal. I'm so grateful. Our bodies are that intelligent, but they're not, there's no low gear. There's no like, you know, low, medium, high, or like yellow alert, orange alert, red alert. It's all red alert. And so to have that knowledge makes us really question again, okay, if I'm feeling stressed, 
can I just like ignore that and keep pushing on for, you know, three days in a row of meetings? Or do I actually need to take, you know, five minutes, three times in the day to do something that's would help decrease that stress response? And the, the answer I think I would hope for most people would be, a, oops, aha, uh-huh, maybe I do. <laughs> maybe I do. Um, so I'm excited to hear, Amy, what you'd like to hear most about, you know, ways to kind of combat that stress response. Yeah. You know, and I've heard stress equate it to like an addiction. Um, our body kind of, you know, emits cortisol and adrenaline when we're under stress and that our bodies become addicted to that and want more of that. Therefore more stress equals, you know, more bursts of, of those, um, hormones and it becomes a pattern. And I mean, I'm seeing it with so many friends right now. They're just stuck in the stress pattern and they're like, I can't meditate. I don't have time. I can't do yoga. I don't have time. And I'm like, girl, you gotta make the time. Like, like I I have a friend who is having incontinence problems and I know it's related to her stress. Um, cause she's done all the other pelvic floor training and it's not helping. And you know, it's like, we don't understand how much stress can affect our bodies. It can just, like you said, it it can eat away at our muscles. And I mean, it just can have such devastating consequences if we don't get a handle on it. Um, and of course it leads to tons of anxiety and depression and, you know, and everything else. Um, so maybe let's dive into like some ways that we can, mitigate the stress. And, and like I said, you know, people are like, I just, I don't have time. You know, I don't have time. I take my kids to school and then I got to work and then I got to go pick them up and then I got to make dinner. And it's like, yeah, but you need to make the time, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, right. It doesn't have to be two hours. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There, I mean, it's great if you have an hour or two to dedicate, but that might not happen, you know, in, once a month. And that's right. awesome. Celebrate that day and honor that day and love that day. But having kind of five minute, one minute, 10 minute, 15, these like little tools and practices to help, I think are, are really vital for us to be able to incorporate into the daily life because we do feel stress. Perhaps if I am so bold as on a daily basis, Basis, we would encounter stress. So I think my first tip for people is first is to develop that sense of awareness. So when mm-hmm. you feel stressed, don't just ignore it. Just say, oh, here, here's stress. Okay, this is stress. And then you just observe, does this feel good? Like, do I feel awesome right now? Or do I feel tense in my belly, a little nauseous? Um, do I feel jittery? Do I feel like my mind is in a storm? Like, just observe, like, is this fun? Do I want to keep feeling this way? Because I think that first step of awareness, kind of curiosity, some questioning, that's the step for you actually wanting to use some of these tools. If, if you don't think you need them, you, you probably won't need them or you'll try them once and you'll say, oh, that was, yeah. that was nice. I, I, I tried this one tri- trick and cool. But if you don't realize how much you're kind of suffering from the stress, then you might just not want to do it. Right. So what I do think is um, one of my favorites is it's called the sound of the bell. And if you've heard of Thich Nhat Hanh before, he's a Vietnamese monk um, who actually has been living in France um, for many decades because he was exiled. But he's 
incredible. And he has an app called Plum Village and it's free to download. Um, Plum Village is the name of his monastery here in France. Um, you can program it so that um, once, a, once a day or every hour, every 30 minutes, every two hours, you can set the time even 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., whatever. I'm just saying there's time. There's a mm-hmm. lot of um, adaptability here, but you set it to a little bell to ding. Um, and it's a nice Tibetan bowl sound. It's very soothing. It's not a alarm that would you know startle you. It's a soothing bell and it dings three times and it's the opportunity to close your eyes and take three deep breaths. I have mine set from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., I get one bell on the hour, every hour, these gentle, just close the eyes and three deep breaths. And that's always the reminder to check in right then. Am I like hunched and crunched over my computer? Am I, am I like, you know, tense in my jaw, my shoulder? Like it just is such an opportunity to release ground, come back and then go back to being productive, of course. But you'll notice you'll have this like softer energy to you, like a little kinder in the eyes, a little open, more open in the heart. Like it just is good energy and it takes you three to five seconds. And if you don't Mm -hmm. think you have three to five seconds, oops, that's a mess. There's a bigger problem. (laughs) Yes, but you need the bell. You you still need the bell. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I recommend the bell. I think it's such a gorgeous practice um, and something done in three to five seconds every every day. And you can set the time. I want to be so clear. It's not like it's in doing it in the middle of the night. It's not like it's doing right. it. You know, it's very customizable, I promise. And it's free. And the app, again, is Plum Village. And I have no affiliation. I'm just letting you know it's great. Then there's an app also called Insight Timer, and this is a meditation app, and I am on this app. Um, You can search for me, Wild Yoga Tribe or Lily Allen Duenas, either way. Hopefully, Amy will do a little link in the show notes for y'all. But the the Insight Timer app is really nice. It's free as well, and they have thousands of meditation teachers on the app, and they submit recordings, audio recordings of meditations. And you can search by, do you want something that is 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, one hour? Do you want it to be just the sound of monks chanting? Do you want it to be a visualization? Like again, a lot of customization there. So you can choose what you need when you need it. I think that's vital. You don't want Mm -hmm. always a 30 minute meditation with some um, you know, stern sounding monk telling you focus on your big toe. Now focus on your small (laughs) toe. Like that's not what you need. So find the teachers that align with you. I hope you check me out and something there is nice for you too, of course, but there's gorgeous teachers. I use the app a lot and there is a paid version. You can pay for courses, but the free version is phenomenal. So that's another great option for just a few minutes here and there. And then I want to highlight how powerful yoga can be Mm, to help with the stress response as well. Because yoga, there's so many elements to it that is – it's all of yoga, really, the physical practice is concerned with the autonomic nervous system, which is yes. kind of broken down into the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. And so yoga, of course, skates the line. It can, it can be very dynamic, very active. You can kind of get that, um, that activation as well of the sympathetic. But to get the parasympathetic, to get the rest and digest, you can do things like deep breathing. And in yoga, a lot of it is about the breath. As all you have to do is just sit and butterfly. Hopefully everyone knows what that is. And, and just breathe five minutes and voila, you have already decreased your heart rate and decreased the activation of your 
stress response. Repetitive movements, uh, like sun salutations, just doing three of those or repetitive, like out, you know, lean over to your left, stretch your side body, lean over to your right. Repetitive movements also are amazing at eliciting the parasympathetic response in your body. Safe inversions, so getting your head below your heart will slow the heartbeat and slow the breath. Of course, there's some, you know, if you have problems with your eyes, like don't do it. If you have a heart condition, don't do it. But um, for the, of course, consult your physician. But with deep breathing, emphasis on the exhalation, safe inversion, repetitive movements, all are phenomenal to help you lower that stress response. And then also in yoga, you're really aware of what's coming, coming through your senses you know, you're paying attention to how your hands feel on the mat. You're paying attention probably to the noises in the room or to the guidance of your teacher. You're really aware of what's going on. And with that awareness, hopefully you also have that sense of kind of peace, stillness, this moving meditation, um, which, which is really good for, again, the parasympathetic pranayama is another part of yoga. It's the breathing practice. Um, prana is the word for life force energy and, um, oxygen or an oxygen. Uh, yeah, it's, it's about inhaling and exhaling oxygen and prana is the, the theory behind it. And yama means control of, so it's the control of your life force. So there's all these different breathing practices too, that are incredible. I mean, you can do very activating, powerful breath work, like Kapovati, where you have a strong, forceful exhale, like very quick, rapid breathing and contraction of the belly. And that's amazing for if you're really sleepy, if you're really lethargic, if you, you know, just woke up and need that energy to go, like, it's not always going to just be just, um, so cal- calming. If, if you need more activation too, if you need something cleansing and empowering yoga can give that to you. If you're dealing with the opposite of the overactivation of the sympathetic, if you struggling maybe with depression or with lethargy or that sluggishness, because I know it's, um, it's a hard, hard world right now and your problem might not be stress. So yoga can still, and pranayama and meditation still can offer gifts for you. I don't want to exclude anyone from this conversation. You know, and breathing is part of our autonomic system, meaning we don't have to think about it. Our breath, just our, we, our lungs breathe for us, just like our heart beats. We don't have to think about, you know, making our heart work or our blood flow. Um, But the breath is the only autonomic function that we can actually take control over. So we can, we can mindfully choose how we want to breathe. And if you start getting stressed and anxious, your breath might increase, right? Your reps might increase and same with your heart rate might start to increase. And so just like you said, with, with maybe the bell app or even the little breathe app on your Apple watch, right? Uh, Like just taking that moment to take a couple big, deep, slow breaths and just slowing things back down can make such an impact. Um, and you know, just getting us back into that parasympathetic state is so critical because if you're continually stuck in fight or flight, um, it's, it's so hard on your body. We're not meant to be chased by a tiger 24 (laughs) seven. So yeah, getting into that parasympathetic. 
can be so powerful. Absolutely. Um, Lily, this has been such a wonderful conversation. And if people want to learn more about you and what you do, learn more about your app, the app that you're involved with, um, they can find your website at Wild Yoga Tribe. And we do have a clickable link in the show notes. Um, So tell us a little bit about what they can find on your website and how they can interact with you. Absolutely. Thank you. So yeah, my website, wildyogatribe.com is full of resources and awesome blog. If you're wondering, wait, how many yoga poses are there? Or like, why are there so many yoga poses named after animals? Like if you have <laughs> random questions, um, I have had the, yeah, I, I love to write. And I've also spent a few years traveling Asia. And so I've spent a lot of time in monasteries and in India and Nepal with gurus or um, babas. And so it's just, I, I've been blessed to have a lot of people shed and shine a lot of knowledge or mm-hmm. share a lot of their knowledge with me. So hopefully I can share my knowledge with you and my love of yoga. I'm also um, teaching online. I teach live uh, classes. I have on-demand classes. I have courses. I do international workshops and retreats. So you can find information about all of that on the website, which is great. And as Amy mentioned in the beginning, I'm the host of the Wild Yoga Tribe podcast, where every week I interview one yoga teacher from a different country all around the world. So it's been such an amazing thing to do and to hear more about how, you know, in in a little village in Mexico, the yoga teacher there, everyone calls her a bruja. Like they think she's a witch. Like these things, it's just like amazing that that communities kind of can react to yoga in these ways or how it's practiced differently or how – you know, yoga books was banned in Azerbaijan, like during the USSR time period. So like they, they, it was illegal to even have a book and people would photocopy and and share one. It's just, the stories are incredible. And I'm lucky to to host that podcast too. So there's a link on the website, or you can just look wherever you listen for podcasts at wild yoga tribe. Wonderful. Well, Lily, thank you so much for being here today and taking the time to share with our listeners. Thank you, Amy. It's been a joy to be with you. And thank you everyone for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and please consider leaving a five-star review wherever you are listening to help others on their own wellness journey, discover this podcast. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please consider supporting it on Patreon for just $5 a month, which is just a cup, the cost of a cup of coffee. You can find that at patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.